When Christmas time rolls around, sometimes gift giving in a wealthy culture can be difficult. What do you give someone who already has everything he needs? It's an even bigger question when you apply it to God. What could you possibly give God? He literally has everything. You would think it would be impossible, but God has actually created a way for us to do it. Everything he has called a sacrifice in the New Testament is guaranteed to be pleasing to him if you offer it with a heart of worship. Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Paul didn't spend a whole night or a whole day. He spent a whole lifetime ministering to these churches. And so nothing would be more devastating for him than to end up on Judgment Day and see that his work got ruined. And so that's what he is laboring to make sure doesn't happen. On the other hand, though, if the Philippians do persevere to the end, which is what he expects, that they will hold on to the word that brings life all the way to the end, then Paul says, I am going to be full of joy and happiness, even if this whole thing ends up costing me my life. And I think that's the point of verse 17. So look back at verse 17, Philippians 2.17. He says, but even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I'm glad and rejoice with all of you. You should be glad and rejoice with me. So Paul refers to the faith of the Philippian church here in two ways, with two metaphors. One as a sacrifice and the other one as a service. So let's, let's look into that. Sacrifice, basically a sacrifice is just a gift that a worshiper uses to express love to God. Okay, That's what a sacrifice is. Um, typically it was an animal. In the Old Testament times, it was an animal. They would take an unblemished lamb or, or something like that, and they would uh, bring it to the temple, hand it to the priest, he would slaughter it, put it on the altar, and burn it, and that would be the sacrifice. Why did God want people to do that? What's the point of sacrificing? Two parts. Two aspects to understand what a sacrifice is all about. First, in the first place, it was a picture of evil. It was an illustration of the consequences of sin. The, the appropriate punishment for sin, any sin, anything you ever do wrong, the appropriate punishment is death. And so uh, each time the people were forgiven a sin, they needed to understand that. They needed, it, it, so they had to kill an innocent animal, perfectly innocent animal that wouldn't have died otherwise, a one-year-old lamb. And so they would look at that and say, that animal is dying in my place. I'm the one that deserves that punishment, and the lamb is taking it instead of me. That was one purpose of the sacrifices, illustration. The other purpose was worship. Worship. The idea is you take something that's valuable to you, like a perfectly good animal, and you just give it to the Lord as an expression of your love for him, because this is what love does, right? It gives. Don't you give gifts to people you love? Anytime you're, there's a love relationship, there's going to be giving. And so uh, the number one command in the whole Bible is what? Love God. Right? Love God with all your heart, all your being. Love God. That's the biggest command in the whole Bible. And so uh, that's what Jesus said is the most important one. So one of the most fundamental ways to worship God is give gifts as, as gestures of love. He doesn't need anything we give him. It's just a way of expressing love. So uh, the sacrifices were an expression of love for God. And also, not just love, but also faith. They were an expression of faith in God. Because you're, not gonna, you're never going to give something of great value to God unless you believe he's actually there. Right? 
And unless you actually believe that he's not only there, but he's a rewarder of people who worship him, you, it, unless you believe that, you're not going to give up anything of real value. And so it takes some faith to give to God. And, and also faith where you trust him to supply your needs, because now I just gave him this, my firstborn lamb, and uh, I'm hoping some more lambs come so I can make a living and you know support my family, and you have to trust God for that. Uh, so it's, it is an expression of love, expression of faith. That's all worship. Okay. So, what are the two aspects of sacrifice? Why do they exist? One, as a picture, an illustration. Two, as a gesture of worship. So what happened then when Jesus died on the cross? Well, the, the, the illustration part went bye-bye, right? It's gone. We don't do that anymore. We don't need an illustration uh, because we have the ultimate sacrifice. See, you understand this. No death of any animal ever paid for a single sin. Right? Book of Hebrews explains that. Never. No sin was ever paid for by any lamb, any bull, any goat. Never. Though they were only illustrations, only pictures. All sin that's ever been forgiven was paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross. That's why he died on the cross. So we understand all that. Um, they didn't, back then, they didn't know that Jesus was going to die on the cross. But God knew and he looked ahead and applied that backwards to, the, to, the, to their sins. So, so they just needed an illustration. Now that the thing that the illustrations were pointing to has happened, we don't need the illustrations anymore because we see the reality. Jesus dying on the cross. So no more need to kill animals and put them on altars. The first aspect of sacrifice is done. It's gone. But what about the other part? The worship part. Does that still exist? Shouldn't we still be offering sacrifices for that second purpose? The answer to that question is, yes. Yes, absolutely we do. We, that this, is, this is part of church life. We offer sacrifices. That's how we worship God. We offer sacrifices. You say, what, what are the sacrifices? If not an animal, then what are they? Well, look at verse 17 again. What does verse 17 say? It says, the sacrifice and service coming from where? From your faith. See, the sacrifices that we offer now, instead of it being a lamb or, or some animal... The sacrifices now are the actions that flow from a life of faith. When you trust Jesus Christ more than you trust yourself, you get to that moment where you say, okay, uh, you know what you're doing, I don't. I'm going to follow your way instead of my own way. That's what faith says. When you get to that moment, you become a follower of Christ. The actions that result from that, that flow out of that, are sacrifices. That's how we worship God. That's what God is pleased with. That's what honors it. That's how we worship. And if you want an illustration of this, just turn the page. Go to chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4. And you'll see um, here Paul's talking about their financial support of his missionary work. And in verse 18, he says, The gifts that you sent are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. All of that is Old Testament language for this, from the sacrificial system. This is the, new, the modern day sacrifice. So instead of giving an animal, uh, they gave financial support for the preaching of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, that was an acceptable sacrifice to God. In fact, not just giving money to uh, missionaries, but any kind of generosity would count as, uh, if it's done in the name of Christ, would be a sacrifice. You can see that in Hebrews 13, verse 16. Don't neglect to do good and to share, for God is pleased with such, what? Sacrifices. Sharing. Just sharing. Um, 
Some other examples, Hebrews 13, 15, praise is called a sacrifice. What we were just doing when we were singing, that's a sacrifice. Um, prayer in Revelation 5, uh, repentance and brokenness and contrition of sin in Psalm 51, that's called a sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 says your ministry of your spiritual gifts in the church, that's a sacrifice. So when you, you do, when you do ministry, the, um, souls of the people you're ministering to, you try to encourage somebody or, or instruct somebody or whatever you do that, that person's soul, you offer that person's soul to God as a sacrifice. That's Romans 15, 15 and 16. Ephesians 5 says love is a sacrifice. Hebrews 13, 15 says all good deeds are a sacrifice. So, so, so all of that is summed up in Philippians 2, 17, which says everything, everything that flows out of a life of faith counts as a sacrifice. Those are the real modern-day sacrifices. Those Old Testament animal ones were just illustrations. This is the real thing. The book of Hebrews talks about offering God a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes that's misinterpreted. We tend to think of a sacrifice as a loss. So people say, oh, a sacrifice of praise, that's when you praise and it's, it's a loss. It's hard, it's difficult, and you have to sacrifice in order to do it. That's not what that phrase means. But in Scripture, a sacrifice is a gift, not a loss. The significance of it is not how much it costs you. I mean, yes, it might cost you something, but that's not the main significance. The main point is that it's a gesture of love to God, an act of pleasing worship, just like in the Old Testament. So what could you do today that would be a pleasing sacrifice to God? In Old Testament times, God required his people to come into his dwelling place and offer animals on the altar as gestures of worship. All of that was designed as a picture of the reality that we have now, where instead of offering symbolic sacrifices like they did in Old Testament times, we offer real sacrifices. God isn't pleased by dead animals. He's pleased by all the things the New Testament calls sacrifices. And I'll just go through the list again. Generosity, good deeds, praising God, prayer, repentance, brokenness, and contrition over sin, your ministry of your spiritual gifts, the souls of men and women that you minister to, those are offered as a sacrifice, love is a sacrifice, good deeds, and everything that flows out of a life of faith, all of that is a sacrifice. Those are the real sacrifices, the real gifts that we give God that he delights in. As you do those kinds of things today, remind yourself what you're doing. Imagine that good work or that act of trust sending up a sweet aroma that's thoroughly pleasing to God. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.